Turn me up, Nate. Hi, this is the Culture Edition with Talisa Elliott back with another episode, and I am here with Marquette Walker, and I'm so excited to get into this episode. Um, I love your passion. I love what you do. And so could you just introduce yourself and tell the people who you are? Well, I am a 17-year-old sports reporter and sports photographer, I guess you want to say, out here in Memphis, Tennessee, you know, man, it's working every day to get to my uh, goals of greatness. Um, passion is something that I have had since I got into this business. Two years I've been in it and just been working as hard as I can 24-7. I want to thank you for having me on the show today. It means oh, a lot. of course, of course. Um, I'm really excited to get into this. And so I want to hop right into this. Um, you posted something on your Instagram recently, and it was a question. It was, can athletes truly be honest with the media? And so I want you to expand on that because I do have my own opinion as well. As you can see, I dropped in the comments. Um, <laughs> but I want you to expand on that. And can you answer that question for us? Well, I was pretty much agreeing with everybody that was in my comments. It's to an extent. Now, mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer in building relationships with your athletes. It means a lot. Every single last one of my athletes that I've communicated with in the past and currently all of them know that they can text me anytime throughout the day if they want news to be broke, if they want me to speak on something. And if they tell me that they're telling me that news that day and the news cannot be presented until the summertime, they know that they can trust me and know that that news will not be presented until the summertime. And that's what I feel like separates, you know, great, great sports reporters and bad sports reporters. It's a difference between being eager and there's a difference between being disrespectful. Um, and that's really like the line that separates, you know, getting to know good guys in this industry and build relationships. So that's really what I believe in. That's, that's truly what I believe in. Everybody knows that too. Building relationships is very important for me. No, that, that's, um, that's spot on. It's extremely important considering how the media treats players now. And I ask the question, can the media really be trusted with, you know, the athlete's truth you know can they really be trusted with that because we see sports reporters telling players to shut up and dribble or you know telling them that their truth doesn't matter and you know they of course they have their own biases and prejudices and which is why the interconnection of race culture and sports is extremely important considering the nba the nfl it's predominantly black and um it affects them every single day considering our current climate but I think that's extremely important to build relationships because in some ways they're your clients, if you think about it. And uh, those relationships are extremely important to build upon because trust is important. Um, they're people as well. And yeah, so what drove your passion to do media? Um, we talked a little bit about this, but I want to hear more. Well, um, I said in the past that sports was something I had been talking about in the summertime 24-7. And when I really started to realize that this is something that I could truly do, go far in and build relationships in, I was like, I got to do it. I got to do it. Um, of course, nobody starts off at the very top. I don't feel like I'm at the top right now. A lot of people may refer to everybody saying the GOAT. I don't believe that. I feel like I'm still at the bottom. You know, I'm still working. I'm still <laughs> pushing through the pavement, still trying to, you know, get through everybody, cut okay. through the uh, cuts that's and corners, take think. the back door. Because that's what I feel like. Right. Because that's what I feel like I came into the business doing, taking the back door. Nobody let me in the front door. I had to go through the back to finally create the opportunities. And um, I'm, I'm big on if you do one interview, 
just throwing the name out there. If you if you do an interview with LeBron James, now you got to get now you have to get an interview with Michael Jordan because you can't go from LeBron back down to the bottom. You know, um, humility is important. Staying humble. Um, I've been humble throughout this whole process. I'll still give back to the community. Nobody can ever tell me that uh, even though I did an interview with Brandon Marshall, I didn't do an interview with I'm just throwing an athlete name out there, Eli Teal or somebody. You know, yeah. because I believe that that same interview that got Brandon Marshall to that next level or to kind of teach his speaking skills to that next level or kind of show the media what he likes to talk about and what he doesn't like to talk about, that can be the same for whatever the high school athlete is also. That can really, you know, get them to that next level too because what a lot of guys don't understand is that college coaches don't only look at their athletic skills. They look right. at what they can talk about, like um, their personalities, um, if they'll be a cancer to the locker room or not, um, or if they'll be a good, a, a good image on the locker room. So all those things really kind of just play a, a huge role in that. And those are some of the things that kind of, you know, drove me into the media industry too. Yes. Yeah, see, we can talk because earlier I was like game recognizes game and your passion mm -hmm. for it. It's when you can see it in a person, it's, you know, it's extremely admirable. It's respectable. You know, you can tell where you stand and you can tell that you stand firm in it and that you're cool with that. And that. Humility goes a long way, and it's just really good to see that, you know, we're the same age, and, you know, we're still working at it, and your passion, like, I'm going to say passion a thousand times, but I promise it's, it's incredible, but uh, I really, con considering passion and going back to your social media page, because you're really big on it, um, you really expand upon it, and you're confident in going on there and saying what you need to say and not caring what anyone else has to say about it, which is important. Mm -hmm. And recently, you know, well, recently, with everything that's been happening, especially with Breonna Taylor and her unconstitutional and unjust case, uh, LeBron James was like, women are the most, dis black women, excuse me, are the most disrespected, you know, in our world. Um, I wholeheartedly agree with that statement, but you made a video on it and it was so heartfelt. I was like, oh my gosh, uh, I really, really loved it. Uh, it was well said, it was beautifully said. Um, you, the passion thing, you were driven to what you wanted to, what you wanted to say and you said what you said and you left it at that and I loved that. And so I wanted to ask, why was it so important for you to like make that video considering LeBron James, he said a statement and d despite what anyone else thought about it, he said a true statement, but you felt the need to go and explain a little bit more. So why did you do that? Well, like I said, um, going back to your point, I want to address that point first. Um, at the end of the day, it's my opinion. It's my opinion. I don't feel like anybody will be able to influence that because that's how I was raised. Those are my background. Now, addressing your point and talking about LeBron James, I was raised by black women. I was raised by my mother, you know, my granny, RIP, do it for Granny Pearl, uh, my aunties, et cetera, et cetera. And they were all black. They taught me the things that I know today, how to speak, my knowledge. A lot of people say that I have an old soul. And I feel like I got all of that from them. So all of that credit goes to them, and I thank God for them. Uh, for, for I thank God for him putting those three women in my life. Um, I feel like being a part of the black community, us as black males need to appreciate our women more. Um, that's essential. And what LeBron James did, it spoke volumes about his character, and it spoke volumes about um, how much he appreciates the women in his life. So mm -hmm. that's ultimately what made me make that video. 
But the thing that really kind of got me to that next level, because I was thinking about it, I was like, the guy in the comments was, I wouldn't say he was ignorant, but he is in a sense. Because the guy in the comments said that um, LeBron James needs to focus more on parenting his kids rather than focusing on whether or not who's the most disrespected women in the world. Mm. And that guy actually went on and said that um, he needs to consider the women in the Middle East. And I was like, man, listen. So (laughs) like I I look on the past um, background, how you were raised, what you've seen in the past, uh, what you've heard in the past, and especially from who, that plays a huge role in the thoughts that we have today. Just like you uh, have seen or raised by your mother, your father, wherever the case may be, granny, you know, you, you can even look at your shirt, dream like Martin, league like Harry, whatever the third thing says on there, fight yes. like Malcolm, you know, yes. you, 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 can, you, can, you can tell that you're all in for your black culture. So um, you can only speak from that perspective. LeBron James cannot speak from a woman in the Middle East perspective, not even a man in the Middle East perspective, because he doesn't know anything about it. So that's what uh, made me, you know, speak on that topic. Yeah, I think that's extremely important. And you also brought up a really great point in that video is that his daughter is black. I mean, his his Mm -hmm. wife is black, you know, so I mean, to not only be raised by black women, but also to have raised a black woman and to be married to one I felt like there was a need to say something and considering that he always stands up for what he believes in as well as his other teammates and other players, which we will get into later about the surprises of the bubble because the bubble has been a really big surprise from our regular season. But, you know, LeBron, uh, you know, as well as other players have really been taking a stand in the current climate that we're in considering the, you know, the unjust ways of, our, of police brutality and um, just our systems in general. And so to make it a little bit more personal, to hone it in, you know, have you, how have you been dealing with it 2020 considering all of what's been happening with Black people in this country? Um, I'm not even going to lie. When I, when I first started, when I first started, it got me off task a lot. It, it had me thinking because especially with about to go to college in less than a year, um, being by myself, I won't have my mother here with me um, to, you know, baby me or hold my hand or do this and that for me. I'll have to be out there on my own doing it. I'll have to be, because I'm a mama's boy. I'll admit that today. I'm a mama's boy. Uh, I'll have to to be out there on my own learning the ins and outs of life um, and having to know that I got to look over my shoulder every, you know, second mm-hmm. to see whether or not if there's a white man chasing me or if there's somebody out there to hurt me or the police is behind me or even the fact that it's a double standard for you know white men and black men having to protect themselves when the police pull over in a um, in the car and so just really having to think about those things kind of threw me off at the beginning of it but once I kind of realized that's the whole goal that was the whole point of I feel like everything that's going on now to keep fear in us. So as long as the black culture has fear in us, then it will keep us down. So I refuse to do that. We spoke on earlier. I don't take no for an answer. I will not take no for an answer. I'm going to find a way, you know, how to get to to my ultimate goal, because surely if you really want it, you're going to get there. Um, So with everything going on, considering Breonna Taylor and George Floyd and all that, you got to find a way how to keep on pushing through it and, you know, pushing the envelope and, 
speaking to who you need to speak to to keep your mind right. If you need to read, read. If you need to get your mind off the TV, get your mind off the TV. Don't watch television for maybe a couple of days. Read, you know, talk to your mother, speak to your friends, you know, kind of get some family time and become whole again. Because what people don't understand is that as you begin to watch that negative energy and truly ruin yourself, truly ruin your mental health, not to say that it's not important because it is important. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in my culture. I love the people that raised me. I love the people that I'm raised around. Um, but there just comes, it, it comes to a certain, it comes to a certain time to where um, we all, you know, need to, you know, pray and remember who's truly in charge here. And that's the man above. Lord Jesus. Yeah. And I totally agree. When, ev- when all this stuff started to happen, uh, disclaimer, racism did not just start to happen, mm-hmm. but considering everything that has happened in 2020 and that is still happening, it threw me off guard as well um, because it has been a lot. It it really has been a lot. And I was like, oh, it's not affecting me. I'm cool. I'm good. I'm going to keep on going. But it does affect us considering, you know, the fear tactic, you know, where mm-hmm. we want, you know, this is instilled for us to be fearful. And fear is honestly the root of a lot of problems considering our systems today. And um, mm-hmm. that's, extremely, that's extremely important and for a Black journal, journalist and what that will look like and media and things of that nature, like I said earlier about the shut up and dribble thing. A lot of reporters, you know, they want, you know, players to be quiet and sit down and not realize that this is actually affecting them. And even though they're not the one with their face to the pavement, it could be them, right? If they were to take off the jersey or if they were to take off, if they were to be off the court, it would still be them. And um, that has just been a, it's been a really crazy year, but all emotions are valid when it comes down to that. Uh, And now I want to get into the bubble. Uh, I'm so excited to talk about this because if my best friend is watching, he and I have been a, having a really big fumble with the bubble and uh and all of its surprises all of its really big really 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 big surprises considering who thought that the heat would make it i'm sorry i'm just saying no oh, hold on now hold on now <laughs> you got a heat fan right wait a here. second now, wait a careful. second who would have thought let's be careful i mean i'm being i'm being i'm being honest we were having discussion here who would have thought the heat would have made it and of course the lakers were default uh, but then again, who would have thought that personally, I'm a really big Devin Booker fan. If you ask anyone, I've been following him for since like his college days, but uh, who would have thought that he would have made it that far and made like the highest streak in the bubble. I and mean, I think it's like the, it's the bubble effect. Honestly, I think that's what people are talking about. <laughs> definitely the bubble effect because no one expected him to get that far, but he did get that far. And even though he didn't make it far, I claimed he was going to make it far, and he did. So I was like, that was awesome. But um, I wanted the Celtics to win against the Heat. They did not. <sighs> but, you why know. Why is it? <laughs> why is that? Well, because what? I said, do you, have some, do you have anything against Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero? What's going on? I need to know. <laughs> No, no, I don't have anything against them. I was just really rooting for the Heat. I mean, really rooting for the Celtics. I really wanted to see the Celtics versus the Lakers, personally. I thought that was going to be a really good game. And as we can see right now, the Lakers are kind of blowing it out of the water. And yeah, it's just not exciting, you know? Like, with the Celtics, 
with Jason Tatum, especially leading that, I thought that we were going to get something really juicy. And um, Jimmy Butler, he uh, and Tyler Hero, he they kind of they took over. But now, like against Lakers, it's just it's not as exciting. It's not what I was hoping for. And I know my best friend would disagree, but <laughs> it's cool. So what what is it about this bubble effect that you think is having on the players? Well, first of all, I want to applaud. I don't I don't want to take anything away from my Miami Heat. I feel like Tyler Hero is a generational talent. The shot that he has, um, the playmaking skills that he has, he's, a, he's obviously a savant of the game. And so is Jimmy Butler, you know. He said that we're all right in the first game after their loss. After their loss, we're all right. You don't got to worry about it. We still got a whole series left. Obviously, right. they're there for a reason. They beat the Boston Celtics in the uh, semifinals. And so, I mean, I do believe they're there for a reason. Even though they haven't been there since 2014, I was surprised my own self. I've been yeah. a fan, and everybody knows that. Um, but you look at, you know, Anthony Davis in the NBA Finals right now, he's averaging 30. LeBron James, I think, Last game, game two, he had only 15 points, and he was leading the, uh, the game with assists. So when you look at those type things and when you look at the contribution that Anthony Davis made to the L.A. Lakers within one year, um, you consider that they are obviously the better team. As of now, they're hitting shots. The man, he haven't exactly been able to get, you know, their defensive scheme together yet. But I feel like once they can get that, you know, all in place, they'll be able to get to where they want to be um, right now in game three, which actually comes on – I think it's tonight. No, tomorrow night. Tomorrow yeah, night. So I'll be, I'll be, I'll be there. I'll be there to um, watch that and be constantly supporting my guys, man. Yeah, I'm going to be watching as well and uh, talking back and forth with my friend. And we recently got into a little bit of um, a little bit of an argument about LeBron James, considering he is always when it comes down to like when sports writers and analysts are talking on. For example, like one of my favorite segments, First Take, um, when they are sitting there and they're talking, LeBron James always comes up. And LeBron James is always the talk of the thing. And uh, we talked about how popular he is and how some people love LeBron because he's commercialized, but not because he's actually good. Do I believe that? Personally, I think LeBron James is really, really good, and he's a great asset to the game. And in my opinion, with the Lakers specifically, I think that AD and LeBron James, they need to be together in order to um, continue to go forth because they just make such a great team. And I don't think that with the Lakers especially, they couldn't do one without the other. That's my personal opinion. But let's talk about how LeBron James is so commercialized and – how when people speak his name, they kind of either get a really good taste in their mouth because they're fans because he's LeBron James, or they get a bad taste in their mouth because they don't think he's actually that good because he's commercialized. So um, what are your thoughts on that? When you say commercialized, expound on, like, do, do you mean, like, his brand more so, like, what he's done outside of the game of basketball or inside? More so, more so on the court than – outside of the court. So let's use, let's throw that word out, goat. Okay. Um, that's strong. That's kind of, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. All right. So let's get right into it. Yeah. Um, when you look at LeBron and the things that, he, that he's done in his past on the court specifically, it's been absolutely 45. And the thing that he said over the course of his years is that he spent millions of dollars on body. And so you applaud him for that, but you cannot really 
give him that GOAT title because he mm-hmm. does not have that same finals record as a Michael Jordan. Had. But that's a totally different conversation, but I'm not yeah, going to get into that. that's a different conversation for another today. time. Um, <laughs> um, I personally cannot give him that GOAT title today or any other day is because of, first of all, he does not have twice as many championships, anywhere close near to Michael Jordan. Um, and he's a liability at the free throw line. He's done that plenty of times. He's shown that plenty of times. Personally, before I had seen that Michael Jordan documentary, I was saying Kevin Durant was the GOAT. I was mm-hmm. saying Kevin Durant was the GOAT. In which um, I feel like it's a generational thing. You have to consider all of those mm-hmm. tactics being a part of the new millennials and the people that were born in the 90s. You know, it's different. Yeah. It's different. And I don't feel like it's something that you should be judged off of. It's just something that it's our opinion. But, you know, after I got put on a little bit of game by, you know, pops and moms and the, uh, the documentary <laughs> and everything, you know, I kind of considered all of my uh, options. So, yeah, that's why yeah. I said Michael Jordan is the, uh, the GOAT. But with LeBron, um, he has he, – he he's there. He's definitely going to be on my Mount Rushmore of greatest of all time. He's definitely in that conversation. But um, he has – I feel like his, his, his image is already a tad bit ruined in a sense um but he's still up there he's up there why, right now why ruined? Right, why ruined why why'd you use that word ruined you're gonna make me bring this up okay so in the <laughs> nba finals against the dallas mavericks um he kind of blew it he, he he really did blew i think he only scored like two points and michael jordan never did that he never did that at all he not only went to the nba finals um six times but he won every single last one of the times he went even when he took you know that break to go play baseball even though he lost in the conference finals to the Orlando Magic, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, the NBA finals to the Orlando Magic, you know, that year really, I wouldn't say that it counted. It did count, but you got, if you, if you consider all of those things, um, he came back that next year and kind of did beat them. So, I would so say it you, sounds you can, to me like what I hear from a lot of people is that LeBron James kind of has an inconsistent game. And yeah. And it's kind of, and not to dog LeBron James, because I I am a LeBron fan, but at the same time, it sounds like as if his game is unreliable, which is what, you know, I get into arguments with people about a lot. And um, it comes to this thing of when we talk about the NBA and we talk about these players, what are the factors that we consider when we talk about who's the greatest of all time? Because I was recently watching uh, Maria Taylor, Stephen A. Smith, and uh, I can't remember who else was on that segment, but they were talking about, you know, who has done the greatest and who's been doing this and who's been doing, yeah, who's the, who's the greatest period. And also they're taking in these different factors of off the court and on the court. So when we talk about the GOAT, do we mean the GOAT on the court? Do we mean the GOAT off the court? What does that look like? Because Michael Jordan has done much for his community and his society. We just haven't seen that because he's blowing it out in on the court versus what he's been doing off the court. But we see LeBron James and he's equally, you know, sub-equally kind of giving it he's more so giving it off the court than he is on the court than what people are seeing. Yet we still give so much love to LeBron. Um, And so we, like I said, recently, me and my best friend got into this really big fight and this argument about should Giannis have gotten MVP really, or should have LeBron gotten MVP. But um, it, we, 
we, we have to, I feel like we have to take in a lot of factors when it comes down to that because it is generational, right? You know, so what are, what are your thoughts on that? First of all, I feel like LeBron James should have won MVP this year, personally. Me too, uh, personally. Like he had the better performance throughout the regular season. Giannis is a uh, generational talent himself. He does his thing. He shows up when the uh, time is needed, but I feel like he still lacks a three-point shot. So, personally, I don't feel like he should have got the MVP award at all. Even the last year, I don't feel like he should have received it. But, wow. you know, wait. Happen. Some people are um, really going to hate you. Some people are <laughs> really going to hate you. <laughs> I'm fine with that, man. I'm, I'm fine with that. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. Wow. That's what I you but, really said that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, I agree. I Personally, mm-hmm. I think that LeBron should have gotten it this year. But yeah, keep right, going. I'm right, sorry. Right. Wow. You have some haters. <laughs> <laughs> But that's why I asked you in the past the word about commercialized. You mm-hmm. have to consider those two things about how active they were on the court and how active they were off the court. That's why I asked you that in the past, so therefore I can get a little bit more clarification. And mm-hmm. so in the documentary that Michael Jordan uh, came out with um, over this COVID break, or whatever happened, um, this guy actually said that he wasn't as caring about the political side of everything since keeping his coach and what else he was going to do through career. But when you look at Michael, now Michael Jordan, LeBron James, this guy has never gotten into an incident in his life. You've never really seen him, you know, cuss or gripe and fuss across the media. You, ha- you, have, you haven't ever even seen this man cheat on his wife. If he did, nobody knows about it, you know? So the ability or the things he's done, even with, the, with, with, with his school, you know, that, he, that he's mm-hmm. done with uh, out there in Ohio for the kids, man, that speaks volumes. I mean, this guy is in the midst of doing a Space Jam 2 movie. Actually, I think it's already done. It's set to come out in 2021. So when you look at all those things and the opportunities that he's provided for the kids and how active he is outside of, you know, the community and what he's done, everybody, like I said, has their own opinion. Personally, mm-hmm. I consider both. I don't feel like they should be separated. I feel like both of them um, have their own, you know, criteria, have their own section of what should be considered, who should be considered to go. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't entirely say, like I said, that LeBron James is the go because Michael Jordan still has that upper hand on him considering the things he's done in his past and how active he is in his community today. And so the that's why I'm he has broken. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So when you, when you look at all those things and you consider what all, what, what's all going on today, who's done the most, you know, I, I feel like, LeBron may be the most vocal about it, like I said, using his social media and, and using the platform he has right now in the NBA. But I feel like Michael Jordan has done more behind the scenes. Nobody really knows too much about. And both of them have probably done those things. They're both, uh, Michael Jordan is already a multi-billionaire. But I feel like LeBron James is on his way with doing that. So um, as he continues to, you know, progress and as his, when his career starts to, you know, fall and he has to result to bigger options, yeah, I feel like he'll be there. Yeah, uh, that's one thing that I always get into with a lot of other people and a lot of other fans, especially a lot of diehard fans, is we get into this whole thing of you're trying to compare two people in two different generations, and they've done different things to uphold their status of today, which, granted, we can talk about LeBron versus Michael all day, every day. We can hit it with the hard facts. Mm-hmm. We can even talk about our opinions. We can talk about truths, things of this nature. But it's a generational thing. Like you said, you know, it's a, it's a generational thing. You I mean, I'm 
not going to be able to compare Kobe and Michael, considering, you know, Kobe has learned. Why, why are you laughing? Like, considering, you know, why are you laughing? Because I was. The, uh, the funny, we I'm, have something. It, it, come it, on, come it, on, come well, on. Well, no, it's, 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 it's nothing. It's nothing like, you know, bad. But I was just um, having an argument with my guy a couple of days ago while we were on the game. And um, I asked him who his, if he had to, you know, make a championship team to win, who he would pick. And he immediately said, Michael Jordan and Kobe Brown off the muscle, and I immediately stopped him because I said, you're putting two of the same players on the same team that want the same things for themselves. Kobe Bryant being the player that he is, always wanting the ball, and Michael Jordan always wanting the ball, the player that he is, that's going to clash. I'm not saying that they won't win a championship because they'll yeah. for sure win a championship, but it won't be as easy as as, as, as he's probably projecting. Um, I think his, his last three picks were, I think, was Shaq and Anthony Davis and Kevin Durant. Um, but that's why I laughed. I, I was just thinking about that because the things he said, you know, it wasn't really adding up. He's a he's 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 more of a baseball guy. So um, if you're if you're listening to this, Pierre, um, choose wisely. <laughs> choose wisely. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please choose wisely. But um, yeah, it's just, it's just you know, fans try and get into this whole thing of it has to be one. It has to be one person. There has to be one that takes the title. And, you know, one thing that the NBA has taught me is that there's not just one. There's, like, so many, and in their own way, of course. Um, and, you know, you talked about, you know, you don't think Giannis should have gotten it last year, which I want to hear a little bit more about that considering, you know, he, you said he's a generational talent the same way as Tyler Hero is and, mm-hmm. you know, the same way as you can even call Devin Booker, I guess, in that put him in there as well so why why did you say that why did you say that you're about to get some haters but why did you say it and I feel like that it's the it's the same exact reason why I said that LeBron James isn't the GOAT not considering his accolades because that's the MVP that's adding on to your accolades but you look at the things that Giannis has done you know um I'm a guy that if I'm going to give you that MVP award, you're truly going to have to earn it. And if there's even somebody that's running beside you kind of close to that, um, if they get the upper hand on you, I don't care if that's the last second, I'm going to give it to that person because they clinched it out. They worked it out. Personally, I still feel like LeBron James should have won that past year too. There's actually been a couple of years I feel like um, LeBron James should have won the MVP throughout those years. Looking at the numbers, um, considering if he hadn't got hurt, I feel like he possibly could have won. I probably, He should have won that year. Um, Giannis is, like I said, a generational talent. He's done his thing, but you look at his shooting percentages, uh, his field goal percentage is obviously higher because he takes all his shot within, you know, under the basket. That's what he does. That's what he's known for. That's what he's built a name for himself at, dunking on people. He's not really, you know, the best shooter, the best three-point shooter, but he has a high free throw percentage. And so when you look at all those things, even though that may give him the higher, you know, lead over LeBron James, Mm-hmm. If you look at his usage rate, it's 10 times lower than LeBron James. Chris Middleton was absolutely playing out of the world last year, and he also made the all-star team. So he was putting in just as much work as Giannis. So how could you give him that upper hand over Giannis when he's having a better season and better numbers than Giannis? So I can go on about it all day. I don't want to get Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, we, we can talk about it. I know we don't have <laughs> much time, but I wanted to bring up one more point. It is about this MVP status because personally, in my opinion, I felt like LeBron 
um, played better than Giannis this, in this season. And in my personal opinion, and, and like I said, some people are going to hate, but haters going to hate. <laughs> and, you know, what really got me was that for those that voted, you know, writers, analysts, coaches, mm-hmm. they, they vote for like, you know, uh, things of this nature. 16 people, 16 people voted for LeBron out of 101. And we talk about this goat talk and we talk about, you know, we talk about this, the status that he has and how he is a good player. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's it just kind of inconsistent in our talk about is he really that good or not as well? Because 16 people, I mean, I don't know about anyone else. I know he was really, really you know, like PO'd about that, but I was kind of PO'd about it for him because 16 people, that means 85 people did not vote for him. 85. Yeah. People are so um, hard on LeBron because of the player that he is and the player that he's been since he's gotten to the league. Um, that's why I feel like he didn't get as much love as he does today that he deserves. I don't appreciate how many – well, the, the people that, you know, kind of talk down on him because you this guy has been in the league for, you know, 20-plus years. He's been doing his thing. He knows how to play the game of basketball. So 17, 17. I don't understand how, – how could you – how could you really – not give credit when credit is due. You know, he's had his ups, he's had his downs. Personally, I feel like he's had more downs than ups <laughs> in the in, in in his over the course of his career. But um LeBron James, like I said, man, he's an inspiration to many guys across the world. To many guys across the world. And I feel like the media portrays him in a terrible way. Um personally, I always give credit to LeBron James because He's one of the greatest to ever do it. Like I said, top three, he's probably number two on the list of greatest of all time. I'm sorry, number three. I'm putting I'm putting Kevin Durant as my number two. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, when you when you look at those things that he's done, man, you you really cannot take away from his greatness. From from his greatness. But um, yeah, that's really why I feel like he didn't win MVP this year. He's he's terribly portrayed into the media and into the yeah. into the people. Yeah, and, you know, I, I have definitely heard, like, different perspectives on it. Um, people think that Giannis definitely deserved it. But um, we we definitely do have a different perspective, and we're harder on LeBron because of who he is and because of what he's done. Um, but I think that's honestly for every player. I mean, we talk about one time we're watching the finals and we're talking about how Jimmy Butler is so great, and then we talk about, oh, God, he really blew that game. And, you know, now our entire perspectives have changed. And we're like, oh, I don't know if they can do it anymore. You know, this is who we – like, this mm-hmm. is who we are. And so I was talking – like I said, I was talking to my friend, um, Jamal, if you're watching this or you're listening, excuse me. Uh, you know, he, he was talking about how facts and they really are a big part um, when arguing about this. And personally, in my opinion, I think that, the NBA, when you're talking about the NBA, it's based off of like biases as, as far as we can really consider it's based off of like opinions, because one day we are fans of, you know, of course, you have your people that are always going to be at the top, like Michael Jordan, like Kobe Bryant, like Mm -hmm. those big names, like LeBron James and things of that nature. But sometimes you're with Kevin Durant. Sometimes you're not with Kevin Durant. Sometimes you're a Steph Curry fan. And sometimes you're not a Steph Curry fan, you know, You know, it's just, I feel like those kind of, that we're inconsistent with that as well. And of course, facts and stats, they really deal with it. But at the same time, you know, so Mm -hmm. that's just, 
And you know, some people may disagree. Uh, I understand, but what you got? Uh, well, to me, it sounds like that your guy Jamal is a uh, numbers guy. Not to not to call him out on the uh, on the show like this, but um, sometimes being a numbers guy could either make you or break you. Sometimes you truly have to look at what a player like Michael Jordan has gone through in his past with losing his father and still performing, having, you know, phenomenal nights doing this thing in Madison Square Garden, you know, pushing through the Detroit Pistons, the Bad Boy Pistons, and, you know, Bill Lambert and uh, Isaiah Thomas and those guys, man. When you look at the competition that Michael Jordan played against in the past, and when you look at who's Michael Jordan playing, I mean, LeBron James playing a hero that's never been in the NBA Finals, let alone touch the, you know, the playoffs, you know, especially right. in the conditions that we're playing in right now with no fans, you know. Right. So when you when you consider all those things, you really just have to look at the the realistics of everything, like what's going on actually. So I can't I can't do it. I, I really can't do it. I've I, I say this a lot and I said this the last time I talked about uh, Michael Jordan and LeBron James. What I feel like it took LeBron James to develop over the course of his career, Michael Jordan came into the league doing that. Having that assassin mentality, you know, to kill everything, that short temper being on the court, no matter even even if somebody doesn't show the same love to Michael Jordan that he showed to his teammate, he's gonna, you know, come in and try to drop sixty plus points on you. Um, as opposed to LeBron James, he might do the same thing, but it's not gonna be on a consistent rate. He's gonna go if he if he scores eighty points, it's probably gonna be, you know, like thirty five, four hundred. Or just eighty points. <laughs> you can't you can't you can't really um, judge him from that, but I best believe Michael best believe Michael Jordan's gonna go maybe say about sixty five. He's gonna miss twenty shots, but that's yeah. my opinion. That's how I feel. <laughs> okay, I, I really wish we could go on and go on, and we could, um, but um, this is gonna conclude everything as of right now. And I really appreciate you for being here. I really appreciate you for. I always say having me, but you know, I have <laughs> you on the show, yeah. <laughs> but. Um, I really did appreciate this and well, you know, you're going to have to come back. We're going to have to talk some more about this and mm -hmm. maybe we'll bring someone else on here so that we don't sound like we're saying the same thing that someone could, we could have a push and pull conversation because bring I Jamal. know someone. Yeah, with, with I love speaking with Jamal. <laughs> yes. I love Jamal. Jamal is great. If he doesn't get mad at me for this, but it's okay. We're all good things. All love, all love. And um, we're definitely going to have to do this again, have someone on here maybe to even regulate because we we need a we need a push and pull and not just a push and push and pull and pull so i really thank you i really thank you um tell them where to check you out tell them where to look you up for those that don't know you you know go well, ahead on, tw on twitter and instagram those are my main platforms hollywood x media um the x stands for extraordinary don't throw that out there a lot of a lot of you guys don't know. i'm actually just now saying that on this on this show so yeah the x stands for extraordinary Hollywood X Media on everything uh, on Facebook <laughs> on Facebook Fancy. Uh, my, <laughs> my uh my Facebook name is Marquette Walker I'm working on changing into a business page but when that happens I'll let you guys know also but yeah that's pretty much it all right thank you.